18. As we journey through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, Wednesday night in the book of Psalms, and if you missed Wednesday night, that was Psalm 23, I encourage you to watch that on our social media platforms. Today, Revelation 18, <laughs> another funny thing about technology, the, the program I used to teach from in my iPad decided to update and it's not working properly. Yay! <laughs> so I have to switch between programs here. So if you see me doing this, it's because I'm switching in between programs. So, yay! <laughs> Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. <laughs> Revelation 18. Now we'll read the whole thing and then we'll come back. Now after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through their, her abundance of luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities." Now render to her just as she is rendered to you, and repay double according to her works. In the cup which she's mixed, mix double for her. And in the same measure she glorified herself and lived luxuriously. In the same measure give her torment and sorrow. As she has said in her heart, I sit as a queen and no widow, and I will not see sorrow." Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord who judges her. Now the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her tor torment, saying, Alas, alas! The great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. <laughs> merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood and every kind of object of ivory. Every kind of object of precious wood, of bronze, iron, and, and marble. And of cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses, chariots, note this, and bodies in the souls of men. And the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you. And all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. And the merchants of these things, 
who became rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, the great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Now every shipmaster and all who traveled by ship and sailors, and as many as trade on the sea stood at a distance. And they cried out when they saw the smoke of the burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their head and cried, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all her ships on the sea became rich with her wealth, for in one hour she made it desolate. Now rejoice over her, O heavens, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. And then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and he threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon should be thrown down and shall be found no more. Now the sound of the harpist, the musician, the flute, the trumpeters shall not be heard any more. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you any more. And the sound of a millstone should not be heard in you any more. And the light of the lamp shall not shine in you any more. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you any more. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived, and in her was found the blood of the prophets of the saints who were slain on the earth. Verse 1, After these things I heard a loud voice and a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power belongs to the Lord our God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for your word and for this day. Father, we thank you for those serving in children's ministry, Lord. And we just ask for your hand upon our heart and upon our mind, Lord, to direct us to your, to your word as it so equips us to live this life. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Last week, if you were with us, we looked at the religious Babylon, and we said that these two chapters were tied together, 17 and 18. So 17 was religious Babylon, and today, if you haven't figured it out already, this is commercial Babylon. When the devil was setting up the religious Babylon to enslave people with his ideas of self and self-exaltation to reach the heavens, he also set up another form of bondage for mankind, which is the love of money and the desire to obtain more at any cost. And this became the commercial Babylon, this worldwide system that is, is as old as Genesis, just as we saw last week with religious Babylon, and today it is the commercial battle, Babylon. Now, you know this phrase, it's a phrase we use here, but it's a phrase all throughout mankind's history, follow the money. Whether it be a 20-year war with Afghanistan, follow the money. And where did the money go? It went into the hands of those who profit off war. Well, what about COVID? Follow the money. Maybe, and we'll find this out later, it's in, in the hands of 
the politicians, and big pharma. Forget that we have cheap, proven, and tested drugs, not experimental drugs that they want to push. We have cheap, we have tested. Somebody go get that chair. I'm going to be here a while. It's frustrating, isn't it? To be lied on a daily basis. It just is. Oh, oy vey. Follow the money. Why does Microsoft come out with a new operating system every so many years? And then the one that you had no longer works. Follow the money. Why does Apple change its charging ports on its devices every so many years? So you have to buy a new phone and charging cables. Remember when we used to have that headphone jack? Worked, has been working since the 80s, right? Walkmans. Who remembers that? That huge thing on the side of your belt, right? And if you went running, you'd have to put rope around that thing. And then it flies up, right? And those headphones never did anything. What does that have to do with today? Nothing. I'm just going back. But we had headphone jacks. They worked. And then Apple went, no, we want lightning. And now it's USB-C. It's always follow the money. Human trafficking, as we will see, is huge business. If we, if we really would be able to pull back the curtain, we would find that nations profit and corporations profit from the trafficking of human beings around the world. Follow the money. Again, this is an old system developed by the devil. And the system is, it is putting people into bondage so that they would lust to obtain more. Covetousness is wanting more of what you already have. We're going to go into Timothy in a little bit and have Paul tell us what we should think about when we get to these ideas of wealth. So, religious Babylon and now commercial Babylon. Verse 1, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And they cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through her abundance of luxury. So last week when we looked at religious Babylon, we looked at their really isn't a city there of religious Babylon. It was all religions tied together after the church had been raptured out. Remember, we were taken out, and so now the world incorporated all religions under one umbrella. The woman that rides the beast, so that religious system rode on the Antichrist, and at some point they turned on her because ultimately what the world wants is a world without religion. 
They can't wait to get religion, be it Christians or Muslims or Hindus. or They just can't wait to get this idea of that. By the way, I love bringing up stuff to you every once in a while. Have you seen the lunacy at Harvard? The chaplains, you know what the chaplain's job is at a university? It, it is to help kids facilitate a relationship with God. Well, Harvard, in their infinite wisdom, decided to hire a chaplain that's an atheist. I can't make this stuff up every week. It just is run amok. But we're okay with that. (sighs) If I did not have Jesus, what would we be like? We would be like everybody else, drinking the bottle and drugging it up, as we will see at the end of the day. It's a crazy world. Notice how this commercial Babylon has become drunk with the wine of the wrath of her fornication. It is a system that is promoted worldwide. It is a system of getting and wanting. Guys, I've been around the world. It's amazing to see. You've got somebody who doesn't have two wooden nickels to rub together. He's in a hut somewhere in Nepal or India, but he has an iPhone. It's like, well, who told you? Oh, no, everybody's got an iPhone. Everybody's got a Google device. Everybody has this technology, no matter where you are in the world. They, it says that the earth has become rich through the abundance of her luxury note with me in verse 4 and 5 a blast from heaven comes and it says come out of her my people I'd like you to underline that or highlight that my people so as always through the book of revelation through these chapters God speaks to the uh, to the church every once in a while to encourage us and through this topic of riches and wealth and deception, he says to the church, hey, listen, don't do what the world is doing. Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and receive uh, receive of her plagues, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. So let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Paul has a lot to say about this topic, and the Bible has a lot to say on money. Okay, you'll get a you'll get a mint if you get this one right. The second most talk about topic in the Bible is I just gave it away. Money. Hell and money. What is God trying to say? Be careful of these two things. And sadly, in the church, this topic which should not be promoted, is promoted. And it puts people into further bondage because you've got pastors wearing $1,000 shoes. I'm just looking at mine. They're like $30 from Rockport. And pants and driving a Lamborghini and a whatever car because, you know what, it's a status symbol. Then the people in the congregation, they want to be like that. I don't have time to go down that path today. That 
I, I don't know about you, but I work for Jesus Christ. That's my boss. Everybody got that? He's my boss. I, I don't want to be in their position and have to talk to our boss and say, I got a Mercedes and a, a Lamborghini, Lord, to do your work quicker. <laughs> and I bought those jeans that cost $1,000 because the $29 Wranglers weren't good enough. That's what I got on. So we have this perspective even inside of the church. And so what does God say? What does he say to us about wealth? What does he say to us about riches? Let's take a look at it in verse 6, 1 Timothy 6, 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we were brought into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing, what? out. I mean, the old adage, you don't see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Why? Because naked you came in, Job says, naked you go out. Now, you have been around people that have died, maybe you've experienced that, and you're at the bedside, right? They're never saying to you, I wish I had more money. It's I wish I had more time with our family and our friends or what. I wish I had that. It's not that I could accumulate more wealth. We brought nothing into this world, and certainly we can carry nothing out. Listen, having food and clothes, with all these things, be content. What Paul is telling the church is, be content that you're eating and that you have a roof over your head. For our purposes in in our country, be thankful that you have a vehicle that takes you from point A to point B. Listen, you got to get away from that car is some kind of a status symbol. Guys, we cannot think that anymore. Does the vehicle have four tires? Are they okay for tires? <laughs> Does the vehicle go from point A to point B without smoking you out <laughs> and the others behind you? Is it relatively safe? Then who cares what the model of it is on the back? See, we have allowed ourselves to be in this Babylonian system. See, last week we weren't in that system. The religious Babylon system, for the most part, Bible-believing, right, Holy Spirit-filled believers were not on board with the ecumenical movement. But this topic actually does invade the church and because and, and creates a huge problem. Again, I could care less. I, I think this really happened because um, a long time ago, when I became a pastor, I asked the Lord sincerely this. I said, Lord, take the love of money away from me. I never want that to be an issue as a pastor. And he did that. It was wonderful. And then you have five kids and you realize, wow, my salary isn't huge. Walmart shirts are looking great at $3 a pop because my kids tore up those clothes. I couldn't imagine putting my kids into some fancy clothes at their age. Now listen, I am not, I, I, please don't hear me. If you've got your kid in some alligator shirt today, uh, the Lord bless you, tithe more. 
way too much money. You're, you, <laughs> no, listen, we just have to have the right perspective. And that's what Jesus says here from heaven. Come out from this system. People are in bondage to money. Are you content with what you have? Okay, food, clothes, you got a car, great. Having the right perspective in the end days are so important, but we allow ourselves to be pulled here and there by what the world says is important. What you wear on the back of your jeans is not important. What version of iPhone you have is not important. Our perspective in the church has got to be different than the world. That's why this message from heaven says, be different than the world. Paul continues, and he says in verse 9, but those who desire to be rich, listen, fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which draw are drowned men in destruction and perdition. Please note what Paul says. You desire to be like those of the world, you're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to find yourself in difficulties. Not only that, listen, in many foolish and harmful lusts. I'd love to have a testimony party about this right now. Everybody come up. Yep, when I was this, uh, this age, I was an idiot, and I did this about money. Can I tell you mine? I've shared it before. Pastor, you were never an idiot. Thank you, but that's not true. When my wife and I first got married, she had a nice car, and she will tell you this story. It has been something she just, you, wife, you got to let go of it. She had a Volvo. She loved this car. It was an old one. And uh, I, being a smart husband, know that Volvos are very expensive to fix and that it's an ongoing process. Like, they just do that. And so I determined, uh, look, I got a good idea. We'll sell your Volvo, and then we'll go get a truck. We'll go get something uh, that can be useful. Now, when you're early, we had just, well, I think we were 28 or 29 let, let me just, this is Pastor Ron's helpful tips for, for buying vehicles. Ask someone that's older than you before you do something stupid. Seriously. Do you have a dad? Do you have somebody in the church, an older man? Hey, what do you think about that? I wish someone would have said, are you kidding me? Why are you doing that? So we decided that we would go down to the Toyota dealer at the end of the month, the last day of the month. Ah, I thought I was going to be smart buying a vehicle. They want to get rid of it. They're going to give me a good deal. It's all a scam. So we decided in our infinite wisdom that we would buy a brand new uh, Toyota Tundra truck that had just come out, right, and that we thought we were really uh, smart by having a $400 a month payment. This was a long time ago because now that's like, that doesn't even buy you a Yugo. And if you don't know what I just said, you're, you're young. And we had that truck, and it was wonderful. It was great. This truck is, but it was not for what God would have for us. And it was really dumb to do at that age. I blame myself. I don't blame my wife. I blame myself for that. You see, we think that a model 
or a particular couch or a particular housing district or part of town. We think that all matters. Can I tell you what matters? Are you ready for it? Look who's sitting next to you. It is your family that matters. I don't mean for anybody to start crying right now. But the older I get, the more I realize it's about that. And Paul knew that. And God knows that. What matters is the person sitting next to you and the body of believers sitting next to you. This is what matters. Not the emblem on your car. And so what Paul the Apostle says, listen, if you decide to go down, if you decide to desire to be rich in these areas, and we're going to get back to Revelation, uh, this idea of the world system and keeping up with the Joneses, then then know that you're going to have temptations, you're going to have snares, and you're going to fall into many problems in your life. Notice, which harmful lusts have drowned men in destruction and perdition. How many families have been ruined because the dad thought that he needed to work 80 hours a week? Or the two families had to work that many hours because now we're putting our kid in daycare and now this and that. And at the end of the month, I remember a couple coming after Uh, service one time and said, you know, uh, we heard that message one time about two, the mom and dad working, and we we went home and we figured it out, and we realized we were only making $30 a month more. And they said, we stopped that immediately, and and my wife is staying home now. See, sometimes we don't realize that we're only doing something for a little bit more money. But what are we doing to the family unit? What are we doing to our kids? What are we doing to our spouse? Money is not everything. By the way, that's the cardinal sin in our world today, to say something like that. Quality of life is what we should be looking for. And as believers, we have a Father in heaven. As a testimony, let me just say this to you. Uh, through the years of Calvary Chapel and me, uh, myself being a pastor, I know this is shocking, but I did not get into this to be wealthy. But some do, and God will judge them for that. Uh, I can't, I don't got, I, nobody got time for that right now. I'm not going to get into those on TV who do that. And these huge ministries, and they just suck it out of the people. But I knew that. My wife knew that. And over the years, for the most part, and this isn't something to shame anybody or any giving. This isn't double dip Sunday. I have not made a lot of money. I'm okay with that. But what God has done for me and for my family over the last 19 years has provided for us. Be it vehicles or clothes our couches and chairs. If you, listen, if you come to my house, and I'm not giving you the address, (laughs) if you come to my house, you will not find one piece of furniture that is the same make or color. It is a hodgepodge in my, we just were talking about that yesterday, right, Rachel? 
It's funny. It just did nothing. It, and then my kids were like, yeah, we went to this house, and all of the furniture was the same. I said, was it a showroom? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. What my kids are learning right now is that doesn't matter. They're living in a house where that chair is, all right, you know that that chair is the uncomfortable one, so the cat sits on that one. <laughs> and people have blessed us with couches and chairs and beds and clothes all through the ministry, just like God wants it to be. Because the body takes care of the body. Amen? Listen, verse 10. I know what you're thinking. Aren't we in Revelation? We will be. Listen, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It's not that the love of money is evil, it's the root thereof, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I can testify to you as a pastor that I have seen many people come into the church and get swallowed up by this topic. And you don't see them anymore. And they have to do this or that on Sunday or on Wednesday or this or that. And it's the same thing in my theory about sports on Sunday. When I was a kid, we didn't have sports on Sunday. Amen? But what did the devil do? Well, I haven't got enough kids going to hell, so what I'm going to do is put that sports on Sunday. Parents, you got to take a stand. Well, you don't know my kid. Your kid is not going to be Pele. Does anybody know who that is? old-time soccer that's the only soccer my kids will name all these soccer I don't know who it is I know one guy for the most part your kid is not going to be a basketball star a football star or whatever star 99.9 and then all the points after that your kid that's not how about pour into them what's really important in this life sports and I I don't have this time but in the 1919 communistic manifesto to change America, you know what one of them is? Focus all on sports. That's our nation. Even on Sunday. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil which some have strayed from the faith because they want after the shiny rather than what's glorious in heaven. And if this, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I should have came in chapter 19. If you came today, this is where we are. This topic is important. And if God is speaking to you, wonderful. Allow his Holy Spirit to do the work of conviction in your life. Repent and then have a different life tomorrow. Let Monday be different. By the way, by the time we end, we need to pray for the Gulf states. Uh, for the hurricane that's hitting around uh, about noon today. So, uh, Sean, remind me that if I don't. So, let's go back to Revelation. So, this world economic system, what Jesus says is, don't do it. In C.S. Lewis' book, Screwtape Letters, I just want to see, how many of you have ever read the Screwtape Letters? Okay. You would be uh, wonderfully blessed if you 
read C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. It gives you a behind the scenes of what's going on in the demonic realm. But what's interesting about a conversation that the demons have in the book is they're, they're talking to one another about keeping their patient, which is the human, focused on a lot of different things, especially money and the attaining of it. They said, well, when the patient or the human does this, he does not focus on God or on right living, on righteousness. Funny, the other uh, major thing that they want their patient to be focused on is fear. And so the demons know if we can keep them in fear, we've got them. If we can keep them focused on money, we've got them. This comes from the enemy's camp. Again, God is calling on the church and its members inside not to focus on the Babylonian religion of commerce. Again, having a light touch on the things of the world. Having just enough to be content in this world. It has been said that true wealth is measured in proportion to the number of things a person can afford to do without. Let me say that again. Let it sink in. Wealth is measured in proportion to the number of things a person can afford to do without. That is contrary to the nation we live in. What do you mean you don't have that? What do you mean you haven't gone there? What do you mean you've got faded glory jeans? What do you mean you've got... And it's this continual message inside the church got no business being in here what God is telling us in verses four and five is don't be like them the church and Christian individuals need to be different than the world they need to look different and talk different there is a danger when the church looks no different than the world and it therefore it fails in its mission let me say this Sometimes the church tries to be too relevant in the world rather than being holy, separate from what God has called us to be. He doesn't want us to be the hippest church on the block and the coolest lighting and sound and whatever. He wants us to be a place of truth. He wants us to be a place where people come to and they are fed God's word, not a sermonette for Christianettes. God's holy word. He said, be holy for I am holy. It means be separate because I am separate. I have set apart you for a purpose out of the world. We live in the world. We are not of the world. Thank you. I'm here all week. Verse 6. I have nowhere else to go. So the rest of this is just the destruction of Babylon. Everybody got that? So not a lot of commentary in here. We're going to get to something at the end, which is fascinating. I, I can't believe I've never seen this before. And I taught on this months and months ago where it just, all right, I'll get to it. See, let me get to it. Verse 6, render to her justice as she is rendered to you and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she mixed, mixed double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow, 
For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and will not see sorrow. The thing that you're going to see through here is that the rich or the obtaining of it, this commercial system, is com- it, it is imploding in on itself. And early in the book of Revelation and through the tribulation, we saw that rich people could buy stuff in the beginning. Because if you have money, you can always get the best lawyers, right? You can always get the best whatever. But at this point, it's the end of the tribulation. It's the end of man as we know what it's going to be and the planet. And now money won't be able to buy them anything. You can't escape on a rocket to Mars. It won't work then. And Bob the angel will just push the rocket back down, like, go ahead. What? Nothing will work. So as you, as you look through this, the rest of this chapter, listen to, they have billions of dollars and it means nothing. Now, therefore her plagues will come in one day. Judgment and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. So this world system, this economic system, if it's in a city, possibly Babylon is rebuilt in Iraq. It's very possible that that could, could be. But it's this one world government system. It's everything tied together. It's the monetary system, digital currency that is uh, so fast on its pace, right? South Korea is getting rid of currency altogether. No paper, no coin currency will be gone soon from South Korea. Coming to a state near you. It's coming. So you've got this one system, but listen to this. In one hour, it's destroyed. You know what Jesus has to do? Turn the computer off. That's it. Because everything in this world, these supercomputers that are tied together, I just read of the latest supercomputer, which is going to be able to not only run all the digital currency, but run all the AI on these massive new supercomputers. Oh, oh Jesus, off. And now the entire system is gone in one day, in one hour. Now the kings of the earth, verse 9, who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her, will weep and lament for her when they see see the smoke of her burning. Maybe they're seeing the server farms. You know, CNN's out there. We're in this server farm in Utah, and it's on fire. All of your digital currency is gone. And they're weeping and mourning. Remember last week, they did not weep and mourn for the religious system that was destroyed. But now... It's their dollars that are gone or whatever the new whatever is going to be called. Now they're, they're lamenting. It says, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one will buy their merchandise anymore. Now, I apologize for what I'm about to say, but I thought how funny this was. Amazon will go dark. And for some of us, that's glorious. 
It says to rejoice in a minute, so hold on. But everybody buys everything online. Groceries, everything. The one thing that COVID did was give them more money, more power. And all of that is going to be gone in one hour. Notice the uh, items, merchandise of gold, verse 12, precious stones. So you've got all these luxuries, but notice you've got the industries here. You've got fine linen and purple, <laughs> the, uh, the clothing industry, that's gone. All of these industries that are so, so, so specific to different areas around the world, be it the diamond industry, the clothing industry, right? Milan, they're sad. It's all gone. It says all types of wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of the most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon. I love cinnamon, so that was a little tear in my eye there. Uh, Why do you have to hurt the cinnamon? Fragrant oil, you know, you essential oils people, done. Wine, oil, Napa Valley's gone. Oil, fine uh, flour. Wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, and chariots. By the way, that word chariot in the Greek actually means a four-wheeled chariot, like a cart. So those people who have those four-wheeled chariots, a lot of them parked outside. They're all going to burn, aren't they? In one day, in one hour. And not just that. Here is that, this phrase that is mentioned, and bodies. We live in a world where not only sex trafficking happens, but actual human uh, bodies are trafficked, that's a word, for the purposes of somebody else making money. Everybody got that? And I love how God brings that up and says, "I, I see that. You see, the devil wants your body, but he also wants the souls of men. The devil came to steal, lie, and destroy. This is his job, and he is incorporated in this world's system. Human trafficking. Um, Guys, we live in Myrtle Beach. It's a huge problem here. When I first moved here, you know what the big problem was? It was the, um, because Myrtle Beach is like that halfway point between Miami, hence where it comes in, and New York, and this was, this, and it probably still is, but when I moved here, it was a lot more, you saw a lot more on the news, it was the drug corridor, and there were huge arrests, but then different mafias would come in, like, and I don't want to freak anybody out, but there's nefarious people here in Myrtle Beach, and it's not the politicians, It is groups of people that come from overseas and different kinds of gangs and bring individuals here and they traffic them here. But the the other scary thing is with the tourism that we have, they traffic that. And so a young girl, as we have seen so many times here, walks out of a hotel and is snatched away and she is never heard from again. This is Myrtle Beach. I encourage all our females in this church to be careful of where you are in Myrtle Beach. I do not let my kids work down on the the main boulevard for that very reason because it's a dangerous place. It's a beautiful place, 
But where there is beauty, there is oftentimes trafficking. Not only in drugs, but here in human beings. And the fruit that your soul longs for has gone, and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them, listen, no more. (laughs) In hell, they're going to want that apple or that orange or those luxuries they had before, and it is all gone. The merchants of these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance for the fear of the torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city which was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour great riches came to nothing. And every shipmaster who traveled by the sea and sailors, as many as traded on the sea, stood at a distance. And they cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their head, the idea of of a mourning. And they cried out, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the great city in which had the ships on the sea has become rich by her wealth, for in one hour it was made desolate. Rejoice. This is heaven telling us. Listen. God is telling us, rejoice over her destruction. Finally, the destruction of the commercial Babylon. You holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. You ever got ripped off? You're like every week. God knows, and he is about to avenge it. Amen? Let God do the avenging. I love that. Because I'm going to go, Lord, that was way better than anything I could think of. Let him... Do the work of avenging. And the mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall be not found anymore. And the sound of the harpists, the musicians, and the flutes, and the trumpeters will not be heard anymore. The music industry stops. I don't have time to go into that. The devil has used the music industry for destruction, hasn't he? Even inside of the church as well. We have to be very careful about that. Very careful what we allow in our ear gate. No craftsman will be, uh, of any craft will be found anymore, and the sound of a millstone shall not be heard. So uh, uh, agriculture is gone as well. And the light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And this is the verse as as we end here. The one word that finally popped out at me, um, I think about a year ago um, during COVID, that made me realize we're living in this time. That word sorcery, if you're taking note in the Bible, it means pharmakia, where we get our word pharmacy. I want you to hear this. For your merchants were great men of the earth. So the powerful men of the earth use pharmakia to control the populist. Notice it says, and uh, the nations were deceived. 
Now, hopefully this won't be banned. But why is Amazon getting into the pharmacy racket? Why did Walmart do that? Why did all of these different groups get into that? Well, there is a huge amount of money. Um, there is a drug out there, ivermectin, right now. One of the treatments for uh, the Chinese virus cough there. And uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, right? Proven drugs, been around for decades. Hydroxy has been around since the 60s. It's not, Remember when the media told you you were going to die if you took it? That's why they should all be taken to a little island and left there. But I love Jesus. Um, so they were lying to the entire populace. By the way, and I don't mean to go off on this, but it, it's part of it. Do you know why they had to discount the treatments? Because under the Emergency Cares Act that the government has, if there is a treatment that can be used during a pandemic, then they can't do an emergency authorization use as they did with the so-called vaccine. So what did they have to do? They had to take a drug that is proven. And by the way, do you know why Africa doesn't have a COVID problem? Because they're on hydroxychloroquine. I just got banned again. Because it's an anti-malaria drug. People take it all the time. It's been safe for decades upon decades upon decades. But we got to sell this virus or this vaccine. So what do we do? We put down the two drugs that are, that are known and proven, and we're going to have now an experimental drug. So the prices, listen, I know this firsthand. I'm not going to tell you how I know it. I just know it. That ivermectin is a drug that you can get for about $3 that is now worth about well, what did I just see it at? $260. This is pharma, no matter what, making money off it. What did I say in the beginning? Follow the money. But you know what you're thinking? I know what you're thinking. Well, this, it, how does that apply? It says right here, the, the big people, Bill Gates, the great merchants, Amazon, Google, all, these are the terms we know today, are all going to sell drugs. Now, I didn't print it out because we would be here all day. But I, 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 I have a document that tells us all of, of, of the United, just the United States of America, how much drugs we use, be it prescription drugs and illicit drugs, the effects of alcohol, which most people don't think is a drug. It is a drug. And that's our biggest problem is alcohol, always. And then you have prescription. We are the most doped up, numb people on planet Earth. How, do you, how, can you, how can you promote a lie so well for so many years and not the entire populace with pitchforks, because I can't say the other word, rush to the capital? Because they're doped up. They're numb. We are a first world country who is, listen, by your sorcery, deceived. And this is the first time in 25 years that I've seen that verse in that way. Because we're living it. We're living in a giant lie posed by this world system of Babylon. 
And their goal is to keep you and I in a state that we can be deceived. Now, please don't send me letters, emails, whatever. This drug helps me. This drug, that's between you and the Lord. I never tell anybody. It's like if you want to get the vaccine, that's between you and the Lord. You don't want to get it, that's between you and the Lord. You should have the freedom to do that. We should have the freedom in the United States of America to still have the freedoms, my body, my choice. So let's see. Oh, don't encourage. But I just want everybody to, does everybody see that? I want you to circle and highlight that word sorcery, and I want you to write next to it pharmacy. And so when people think that you're out of your mind as a believer, and you, you're telling them that Jesus is coming, and there is this one world system, and it's all set up, set up for a reason, and they go, you're out of your mind. I want you to take them to this verse. And let them just read it, and then try to debate with you whether or not Amazon is behind it, or Bill Gates, or the WHO, or Fauci, or on, on our own government, congressmen, senators, governments around the world, it's all going into their pocket. And the sad thing for me is I see people doped up like that. I see them numb. I see them taking this and that, and now we have, let me end with this. We didn't have these issues in our nation before 1950. We just didn't. Do you remember anybody who had a peanut allergy growing up? My school was like double peanuts on the sandwich. (laughs) I did go to a public school. We didn't have these issues. Why do we have these issues? Why can't we have that discussion on the floor of Congress and on ABC, NBC, CNN, all of, why can't we have the discussion? Why is this happening over the last 50 years? Why? What changed in the system of growing food and the system of whatever? And I will add to you, it is pharma. It is big pharma, and it's big agriculture. Let's end this verse. That's enough for me. Anybody else? I Tell second service to go home. <laughs> I just pick up the message. I'm <laughs> and in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all who were slain on the earth. I know it's shocking, but the commercial system put people to death because they didn't go along with their system. Now, what's really interesting is that verse 24 is exactly what will happen during the tribulation period. That they, the, the believers who get saved, the tribulation saints, are going to have to be killed because they won't go along with the system. They won't take the drug. They won't take the vaccine. They won't take the mark. They won't take the this or that. And that believer will have its blood spilt and slain on planet earth. But, church, verse 1 of the next chapter, Alleluia. <laughs> Salvation and glory and honor and power belongs to the Lord. Isn't that great? That you know that the system and that it, for so long we were taught there's no system. 
There's no man running everything. There's no conglomerate. There's no, there no group. of. There is. And it's actually in the Bible. If we, the great merchants of the earth, if we would look at the Bible, we'd go, the Bible's right always. If we just, as Christians, read the Bible in church from Genesis to Revelation, you'd be amazed what you find. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. And we praise your name, Lord, that this is all coming to an end. Man's ways. Man's religion is coming to an end, and man's commercial Babylon is coming to an end. Lord, it must grieve you deeply to see our nation in the state that it is in. A nation that once held We hold these truths to be self-evident that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights that all men are created equal. And now we live in a nation that that's not true because we pit one group against another group and we want to numb an entire population so that they will be deceived for these end days. Lord, give us wisdom and give us knowledge on these particular issues in our own life, in our own family, and what you would say to us individually. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and it's here, it's alive, and it's powerful. So, Father, thank you for our day in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. Let's worship this. Oh, pray for the hurricane. Thank you. Just one. I just need one to shout at me. I'm getting all over the place here. All right, let's pray for the hurricane. Lord, thank you again for this day. And Father, we pray for the Gulf states, specifically New Orleans, that's going to take the brunt of it, Lord. And all of those cities on the right side of that hurricane, we know hurricanes in Myrtle Beach. And Lord, we just pray that the churches would be open and united to bring comfort and care to those who are going through this storm, Lord, in just several hours. To you be the glory, Lord, both now and forever. Strengthen Samaritan's purse who is headed into that zone right now. And that you'd give the chaplains, Lord, the strength and the ability to do their job. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you. Protect the Gulf states in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.